Amen. Psalms. Uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our church service this morning. Um, as we come together, we want to pray for the Lord's presence, for His grace with us. Um, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this uh, new day. We thank you that we can come together, that we have a place and a time to come together and reflect and worship you and seek you together. We pray for your grace over this time. We pray for the blessing over the words that are brought, Lord, that you would speak to us this morning, that you'd give us hearts, hearts to hear, that you give us uh, uh, ears to hear and hearts to understand and, and a longing after you. Lord, bless this time. Keep us in your care um, here in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so again, uh, welcome to all that are here. Um, I'll be doing a short opening and then Brother Richard will have the, the main message. So, a little chilly here this morning, so a reminder that winter's coming, I guess. Okay, so this morning I want to reflect, uh, to share a little bit on prayer. Um, prayer as we pray, as we call out to God, as we personally pray, as we pray together. Um, I think it's one of the things um, I need I need constant reminding in. And it's something that tends to become a, a routine um, if it's not forgotten. Worse yet, it gets forgotten. Um, we live in a in a culture, we live in a in a country where our needs aren't always glaringly evident. We don't have, uh, we don't have much for practical needs uh, that often. Um, sure, we come again. We, come, we also have our crises, our, our struggles. Um, we all do one way or another. But so often it's, it's easy to forget, um, not to pray, but, but what, prayer, what prayer actually truly is. And, and this morning I just hope to remind us to... Um, to bring us to remember, to see, and, and hopefully give us, maybe, maybe just give us a bit of a revelation. Hopefully the Lord will give us a bit of a revelation on what prayer is. And a lot of times personally when, when praying, sometimes I realize I'm, I'm repeating myself. Sometimes I realize, very often I'll say I realize that I'm actually far away in my mind, I'm praying, I'm saying, I'm actually saying words, but, um, but I actually left a while ago and it's, I think it's quite common, true prayer, truly pressing in and seeking God. It takes concentration. It takes discipline of the mind. It takes discipline of the heart. It takes, uh, a seeking a persevering and a pressing in, um, pressing into God, pressing into His presence. 
And prayer takes effort. And I think it's important that we realize that. True, meaningful prayer, it takes effort. And very often, sometimes, maybe a lot of times, it flows. It, uh, it flows, it, it, it's just real. Um, you're completely engaged in prayer. But a lot of times, we have to purposefully direct our prayer towards God. We have to purposely focus and uh, focus on, on what, what we're asking. What are we doing here? And, and that's, that's what I want to encourage us all here this morning in. That prayer is an act of worship. And how many of you think of worship? Worshiping God in prayer. I'm sure you all have. I'm sure you all a lot of times do. But you know there's, there's other, other cultures, there's other religions that we can look at it and they'll go and they worship. So um, there's this story of this uh, young girl who came from, from another country. I think it was something like India. And she came and visited this Christian family. And they were Christians and they went to church and they were believers. But she, she left after a few weeks of visiting that family. And she, she had to say that she never witnessed their time of worship. She said in her culture, there was this time every evening where they would come together and they would bow down to their idol, dead as they were. And they had this time of worship and they, they, this, was their, this was what they did to worship. And often... I think as Christians, um, we don't bow down to idols. We don't bow down to something that's physically there before us. Something that's, our, our God is not something that can be put in an image or that can be seen or even properly perceived. But this act of worship, coming before the Almighty God, whom we claim to love and worship, to come before Him, in humility, that we're now giving him praise for who he is. And we're coming to this, to our God, with requests, with real requests. <clears throat> so it's, it's a bit of a challenge, I think, for all of us that... Um, we a lot of times get lost in the routine. And I, I do hope we all have a routine, uh, a schedule of daily, daily prayer, of daily devotions. Um, but it takes, it takes effort and it takes maintenance. And a lot of times, and hopefully today, um, my heart is to just get us to think, to, to look at that and, and think of what is this? What am I doing here? What is, what is my daily routine of worship? And it shouldn't be a routine. It shouldn't be a dead routine, I should say. A routine is fine. I would even encourage a schedule. If someone feels led that way, I think those things are good. To have a, a routine and a commitment that this is, this is what I aspire to do. Um, even a, a set time. I think is important for us to do these things. 
And so often we forget that we're calling on the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're asking Him to look at us and hear what we have to say. To hear our requests. And that's an incredible thing. We serve a God who actually hears, who actually knows, who cares for our concerns. Who cares for our well-being. And we can miss that. So I was really blessed by, uh, by the Lord's Prayer lately. Just the, the simplicity and the depth of the Lord's Prayer. It's powerful. And if, if you look at it, if you've ever looked at it, it's actually only seven sentences in the Lord's Prayer. And so, and this is, this is what Jesus said. Some people don't pray the Lord's Prayer. Many people look at it and say, this it's just a format. That's how, that's how Jesus taught us how to pray. He didn't say, use these words. And, and I, you know, I can, uh, I, I agree. I mean, we don't, we shouldn't be using exactly, just exactly these words. But it's good to pray it. And if Jesus gave it to us, uh, it's, it must be a really good prayer. We can just assume that, right? Um, we can just take that at face value. <clears throat> um, so, again, my, the point I want to bring this morning is that we actually pray. That we actually pray. What does it mean to pray? If you look up the definition of pray, it's like ask. The definition of pray is to ask. Um, I mean, I can say pray, tell what what are you what are you trying to do, and that's like saying, tell me, could you please tell me what you're trying to? Do? It's a request. A prayer is a request. It's a it's a it's a it's a petition that you're bringing, something that you're requesting that you receive. Um. So we pray the Lord's Prayer as a family. And, and a lot of times, I struggle with it a little bit a lot of times because it, it turns into a recital. Um, but I think it still has tremendous value, even if children are just reciting it. Um, and it, become, <clears throat> and it, if it becomes a recital, it can actually become exactly what Jesus said they should, we shouldn't do. The disciples came to Jesus and they said, uh, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, don't pray in vain repetitions. Don't just repeat something that doesn't mean anything. Like the heathen do. They have these things, they recite. And they recite every day, they say this, this, this prayer. And so that's, Jesus said, don't do this. That's not, that's not what prayer is. That's not what prayer is about. We should always remember that we're speaking and we're addressing the Almighty God. We're speaking and we're addressing our Creator. We're asking for an audience with the King. <clears throat> so the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, pray like this. 
And I'm going to take my text out of Matthew 6, starting at verse 9. If you want to turn there, Matthew 6. He says, and, and you all know this. You all have this memorized. After this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <clears throat> hallowed be thy name. And one of the big things I think we take out of the Lord's prayer is the perspective. Is the, is the position from which the prayer is given. Um, the, what would you call it? The, I'm not going to come up with the word. Uh, so many times we, we have prayers. Our prayers are focused on ourselves. They're focused on our needs. And it becomes, our, it becomes about our needs, our problems. And we, completely, we can completely forget about who God is. And uh, we lose sight that we're actually praying to God. We're actually coming before the King of Kings and we have this request. And it should be a holy thing. I mean, on, on one hand, um, we're called to pray without ceasing. We're called to pray everywhere. And sometimes those, those, um, those concepts, those, those teachings that we should do this all the time, we should pray without ceasing, it kind of maybe waters down, if you, if you can understand me, it can water down our daily, the, the, this time that we come together and pray. But yes, we should pray without ceasing. We should also be perfect. And that should be what we're striving for. But we should always remember that there's something holy. There's a holy, we're calling on a holy God, on the King of Kings, when we pray. And this idea that we're always praying, we can, we can quickly become flippant about it. As in, in other religions, they have this time of prayer. And here they, they have this time of prayer when they come and they pray. And you switch into this mode. And, then, and now you're, you do your prayer. And then after you're done, you switch it off and you go on. And they'll keep this time here and this place as a very holy place, as a place that's set apart, as a place where, where that they would never do anything irreverent. To where it seems to me like Christians a lot of times become irreverent about prayer. We become irreverent about, uh, about addressing and, and calling on the name of the Lord. And there, I think there's just a little bit of a danger there for us to remember that we are calling on the name of a holy and the almighty God. And that's, it's a privilege. It's a high privilege that we are exercising. And it's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> so, again, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus started this prayer by, by praising and worshiping the Father. And for us, it's to look at God, as, to look, look and see God as our Father in heaven. For one, to see Him as a Father. And, and there in, in the first phrase of that sentence, 
he addresses God as a father. That we, and he says, this is, this is how you should pray. Like, like we would come to a father, the way a child. And, and you have to take to make sure that we're seeing this in the proper perspective. A lot of times our perspective of a father is skewed by our earthly fathers. And our earthly fathers have shortcomings and failures. But in, in a beautiful father-son relationship, how is that? How does that work where a son can come to his father and request a need and request something? There's that relationship. There's that, that love. There's that heart one for another. <clears throat> so that's just one point. And each of these points, you, you, could, you could really expound on each of these uh, little points in the Lord's Prayer. He says, hallowed be your name. To look at God as, as, as our God. To see Him as, not only as our God, but as our Father. And we are His adopted sons. Hallowed means to holy, to, to call, proclaim holy. And praise His name. You know, we pray, and everything we pray is about His kingdom. And he, here, he, he sets the tone in, in the second sentence of the prayer. He says, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he puts this out as the, this is the prerequisite. Everything I'm going to pray First, I want to pray that this, it's, it's under this umbrella. That His kingdom come and His will be done in our lives. And that's the true heart of prayer that we come to God and we say, Your will be done in my life. And that should be the first, the utmost and the highest thing. That should be our goal because that is His goal. And a lot of, time that con a lot of times in our lives that conflicts with our day-to-day -day personal interests. That conflicts with the things that might be on our mind, with the, with the needs that we might perceive in our lives. It comes into conflict with His will and His kingdom being built. And that's when a lot of times we run into problem, problems with our prayers. <clears throat> so everything should be under that umbrella. And it says, give us this day our daily bread. We ask, we ask God, then he says we, sh we, we should ask God to give us our daily needs, to provide the things we need, our food, our clothing, shelter, and whatever, whatever needs we have. And we should always be careful that this doesn't become the main point. This doesn't become the central focal point of our prayers. Yes, it's in there. He wants to provide for us. He wants to be there for us. And uh, verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We need forgiveness. Outside of his forgiveness, we're all lost. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Most of us have no, no problem seeing the debt we owe. Some of us do. But that can be a lack of, of knowing God. If we could, the more we come into the presence of God, the more we know God, the more we read Scripture, the more He reveals Himself to us, the clearer we see that we need Him. 
that we need his forgiveness. And that we are nothing in him and we can't we can do nothing without him. And then he says he inserts here as we forgive our debtors. He says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness we can only receive if we are ready to forgive all those who hurt us. If we are ready to forgive those who offended us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Know and always remember that without God's continual work in our lives, we will fall. We'll fall away. And that's one of the things we, we tend to forget. Another thing we tend to forget. That without His continual working in our lives, we will fall away. We will be lost. If we don't fall into overt sin, into an obvious sin, something we can actually see, will be taken over by pride. We will fall without, without His intervention. The sin of pride and, and presumption. Presuming, presuming and, and assuming that everything's good, everything's fine, we're good. <clears throat> and there's nothing to worry about. So it, there, there's that prayer, there's that desire to, that He lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he, we, uh, I don't know, it, it sounds maybe a little bit strange if we first look at it, that lead us not into temptation. Would he? I don't think so. But there's this awareness that we're actually vulnerable. There's this awareness that without His watching over us, we're in a tight spot. We're very vulnerable. And we can easily forget that. And I, I want to encourage us all here to, this morning to, to remember that, that we are vulnerable. That we are dependent on Him. We are dependent and reliant on His provision. On Him to be with us to walk with us, to guide us, and to continue working in us. And then he closes, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Glory be to God. And he finishes in praising God, worshiping Him, and giving Him the glory for what He's done. And what, what touched me most is in the Lord's Prayer, is that, that it takes a spirit of humility. It takes a spirit of humility to really honestly pray the Lord's Prayer. You have to accept. If you honestly want to say the words that Jesus said, you have to accept that, uh, that you're vulnerable. That you need His hand. You need His help. You need His hand in our in your life, in our lives. So I bless, uh, thank you all, and I'll give it over to Richard for the main message.